0: This is Small Talk with 101 ESPN's Michelle Smallman.
1: Hi there, and welcome into episode 24 of Small Talk. I'm your host, as always, Michelle Smallman, and this one's a big one. We've been looking forward to this episode for quite some time. There were some logistical problems, there were some technology problems, but we were able to iron it out. We have a big surprise guest for you, so without further ado, let's just get this rolling. We have the Post Show Pod Squad here, as always. Let's do a roll call. Saruti, you there? Yo, what's good? We have Freeze Pops here in St. Louis. Hey! Hey! And for those who don't know, the three of us (laughs) met at ESPN. We met working on a show called Rosillo and Cannell. And that's where we became friends and kind of started this podcast. And so we've been wanting to do this for a while. And we're finally able to make it happen. And we are so fired up to welcome the one, the only, Danny Cannell to the podcast this week. DK, what's up?
2: Not much, man. And it's fantastic to catch up with you guys. I stalk all of you guys on Instagram and Twitter, (laughs) so I kind of know what's going on. But I think throughout this pod, I'm going to have some questions, some probing, because I am curious on a lot of stuff that's going on. But how about this? We're in three different cities right now, so it's kind of cool. You know, two years probably since we worked together and uh we're all in different spots but it's pretty cool to see it to be reunited with you guys pleasure to be on
1: yeah that is awesome okay well danny since we've worked together you're everywhere so can you just let everybody know all the various platforms where they can find you before we get started
2: it's hard to keep track, and you really have to look pretty hard for me. So probably the best thing is just check my Twitter feed because I promote it all. So I have a show, a daily show that I do with uh, Rajah Bell. It started as a podcast, and then they threw us on this thing called CBS Sports HQ, which is a 24-7 online outlet for sports. So I do that every day with Raja at 10 a.m. We're on that five days a week. And then I have my radio show on Sirius XM on Mad Dog Radio with Steve Torrey. That's from one to three every day throughout the week. And then, like, there's other stuff, but I don't want to bore you guys. Like, I call some games. I do some studio with CBS Sports. So I'm kind of all over the place. I got to pay the bills, man. I got mouths to feed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. A lot of mouths. A lot of beautiful kids and a beautiful wife. All right. But like you mentioned, everyone follow Danny on Twitter, at Danny Cannell. You know, some interesting stuff always coming out from Danny's Twitter feed. Yes.
2: And it hasn't really changed. I've, I've tried several times, try to do, like, Twitter rehab and like be more likable or more funny, but I'm just, <laughs> no. I just can't help it. So really knows. Like I just can't help it. Like during the world cup, I was out there getting all these soccer guys yep. mad at me. I just, there's <laughs> something about it. Like I just, I have this irritating, like it's kind of like that annoying guy that just wants to make those type of comments just to get a reaction. That's very much my persona on Twitter, well, which is probably not the best, especially like it used to be when I was on or still on the Canal every day, people were like, "Oh, well, at least we hear you, so we know you're not that bad of a guy." But now that I'm off that platform, people are like, "Oh, this is the only guy we get most of the time, <laughs> and it's not a good thing." So I, I need to I need to be more aware of that so I can have a better, a more likable persona. Hopefully,
3: well, that that works as a perfect segue, Danny, because this weekend, you know, I, listen, I follow you through Twitter mostly now, and I'll catch the shows from here and then and I'll catch a few games you're doing, but mostly it's on Twitter, right? And you were having a field day this weekend with the Citadel and Alabama on Twitter. Like yeah. nobody's nobody's really surprised to hear A couple tweets you, t- you had out is is this the best Citadel team in the history of college football? <laughs> Could Citadel <laughs> beat the Bills? So they, like <laughs> obviously, so so listen. I know, and I know that that brings you such great joy. So I <laughs> wanted you to first off start off ranking a few things because I, I I I'm very interested in your happiness rankings, right? So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you okay. four things and I want you to rank them. What makes you most to least happy? One. Okay when you got married to the birth of any or your favorite child, the third one, the day you got drafted, or any time that Bama is struggling at halftime?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it might be. There was there was a joy that was, like, unexplainable. It's a different type of joy. Like, when you have children, that's one type of joy. When <laughs> Bama's losing or tied at halftime, it's a different type of joy. So it's hard you're kind of asking me to rank my kids. Like, which one do I love the most? Because they're all very similar. Obviously, I would probably have to go <laughs> with my wife the date of my marriage first. It is a close second, though, between kids being born and Alabama struggling. Draft day is a distant third. Like, draft oh, day wow. was miserable for me because I kept oh, getting, right. I kept falling. Yeah, it was not a right good right? experience. So, yes, yeah, <laughs> Alabama clearly above that one. Clearly, good. for sure.
3: <laughs> okay, I'm I'm happy to hear that because like, listen, I'm and honestly, I I side with you a lot on the Bama stuff and the SEC stuff. So I'm not even coming at this from like a mean angle. Like I'm with you. Like I think you're, you're I think you had this Kentucky tweet about them still being ranked. Like you're 100 percent right on all this stuff. So oh I just, yeah, I, like
2: I, I I try to I I like most of the stuff I do. It is prodding and it is irritating, especially if you're an SEC fan. But a lot of times this stuff I actually believe. The Alabama stuff was just having fun. Like I didn't think absolutely. Citadel was gonna beat. Bama, but it was hilarious that they were tied 10 10 at <laughs> halftime. And literally that week, we were asking, could Bama beat the Bills? Like it's yep. kind of that's when it gets too over the top, and I'm like, come on already! Like this is this is absurd. Some of the conversations that you see on ESPN, I'm like, this is stupid. Like why are we doing this? And that's why I was that's why I was having even more of a field day with it. Like could Citadel beat the Bills? But did you? I don't know if you guys probably didn't see this because you're not dialed in. Bills Mafia which has over 100,000 followers on Twitter, I guess the thing like I guess the official, you know, uh, Twitter handle of the Bills Mafia, they caught wind of it and they were not happy. They were like upset I... at me for suggesting that Citadel could beat the Bills. And <laughs> oh, I was no. like, "Oh, you guys don't get it." I'm like, "You guys don't understand. I was totally messing around with them, I'm not not Bills Mafia. I wouldn't mess with them
3: i say that's dangerous. You don't mess with those guys. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, so, Danny, we're taping this tonight because we were initially going to do it tomorrow, but tomorrow is actually your birthday, so we didn't want to bother you on your birthday. Whoa. So uh, we will be deploying this to the people tomorrow on your birthday. But first of all, happy early birthday.
2: Thank you. I appreciate
1: it. Uh, Danny, how old are you?
2: I <laughs> am so my daughter, while I was riding I home, know. my daughter was asking me about it. She's like, How old are you, Dad? And I told her it's big four oh, it's a big one this week. <laughs> which might be a little bit Jeez. of a fib, but I figure I just keep the like keep the just keep moving the needle just a little bit if I can sneak a year or two over uh over some people, it's, age is just a number. Like, it's not that big of a deal. And if you talk enough, maybe you'll just forget the question and will no, just be seriously. able to move on.
1: No, but seriously. 45.
2: <laughs> it's freaking yes, old, man. Okay. 45. 40. Freaking okay. ridiculous. Congratulations. I, it just, no, it sucks. It sucks <laughs> getting old. I hate it. Like, I was just telling you guys on your pod, I'm not doing anything. I'm trying to keep it under wraps on all the other shows I do. And I don't even want people to mention it because then everybody asks. Why? Like, it's just not fun. Oh. It's just not fun, especially, especially in our business. Like where you get old in a hurry. It's kind of like the NFL. Like you get dated, and I already have some takes that I feel like the old man. Like get off my lawn, and so it's not a real good thing. Like I just, I just don't love it. So I'm, got, and like now I look in the mirror, and for the first time this year, like when I'm getting out of the shower, this it's like real in depth and personal. I'm like, man, I'm looking old. Like, I'm like it's just. Do you, you know, get the like airbrush abs vibe, every day? I got wrinkles. What's that? I
3: said, the, no more airbrushed abs. Like, that's what, that's, is that where uh, we're going to be at?
2: No, I'm past that. Like, at least I of fake them a little bit and they were close enough where if I airbrushed them, now if I airbrushed them, it would look awful. Like, you wouldn't be able to tell anything. It would just be like writing on my abs. At least I could fake it then. It's bad.
1: Danny, so many of my friends are getting Botox now. So if you ever want to talk about those <laughs> oh, things, man. I'm here to lend an ear, okay?
2: <laughs> no, seriously, I was getting my haircut. My haircut is awesome, dude. I found a good guy that my wife has gone to for a long time here in Boca Raton. You can imagine his clientele. Um, He was suggesting to me Botox because I was talking (laughs) about I was getting old. And he actually brought it up, and I was like, please don't say that. He's like, no, no, you're fine for another couple years. I was like, a couple years? That's not that long. Like, pretty soon it's going to be around the corner. I'm not going to do Botox, though. I refuse. There's some things you have to draw the line.
1: I mean, it's preventative, Danny, but you say that, that you, you know, it's didn't... Preventative. <laughs> it's preventative. You say, Danny, that you don't want to make a big deal out of your 45th birthday, which is kind of a milestone birthday. It's an awesome birthday to celebrate, but you weren't pleased with us that year that we forgot your birthday on the show.
2: So that, I know. Well, that, that's the thing it's like the secret side of you wants everybody to remember because then you feel special like i you know i did feel like it really hurt my feelings that day that you guys (laughs) forgot (laughs) so i wanted to guilt you guys into that but like tomorrow i will not say anything tomorrow like there will be nothing and it's weird you know what's weird now is the work i do now like i actually like coming to work in bristol and like seeing everybody like now i do my radio show from my house like, so oh, I don't, yeah. I don't go in. It's a weird dynamic and you guys are still able to do it. And you get both, both work on shows, but like, I'm sure sure knows this with Will, like with the work, you guys, you guys don't see each other every day. Cause you guys are in separate spots, mm-hmm. but literally like, I don't see my guys that much. Like the producer, they're all in New York city. They're all in the studio there. And I'm just kind of alone on my own in this little Island. So it's kind of like a weird dynamic. Now stuff. I see Raj all the time and we'll have fun with that crew in the morning. But it's just a weird thing being away from people. So I won't bring it up at all. Like, I think it'll probably just go completely under the radar. But you know what I'll do? Like, I'm just going to out myself right now. (laughs) Somebody on Twitter will say, oh, happy birthday. And I'll retweet it, like, totally knowing that everybody else sees my birthday. It'll be us, because when I
1: tease this podcast, I'm going to for sure say it's Danny Cannell's birthday. Um, Exactly.
2: So I'll retweet it, and I'll hopefully get some birthday wishes out of it. (laughs) Oh,
1: you will. But, Danny, you seem to me like the guy who would throw yourself epic birthday parties back in the day. Is that a fact?
2: Yeah, I'd say that's pretty accurate. I was all, like, when I was single, I was all about the house party. Like, I would have pretty big parties, and I actually was lucky because I had money at a young age because I played <laughs> the NFL. So, like, Must I had nice. to really big parties. I remember I thought one of the most boss things to do was I hired a bartender, like, to tend a bar at our party, which, like, if, you know, you're 25, 26 yeah, years power, old. And you're right? hiring a bar. Yeah, exactly. And it also played well with the ladies that were at the party. So it was, like, definitely a purposeful move there um When I was so when I like I'm trying to think of the the bigger birthdays. When I was 21, I was in Tallahassee. It was during a football season. Like I went out, but we had curfew. I had a big game. Like it was this week, so Florida State was playing Florida. So I kept it pretty low key. Just went out to Fat Tuesdays. So I don't know if you guys have ever been to one of those. It's like the hot spot in Tallahassee because it had just opened. My thirtieth, I was actually with my wife. We were dating at the time, but we had like John Lynch and his wife, Jake Plummer and his girl. And then like probably four or five other players in the team. We went out and did a big dinner. That was like, it was my wife helped me organize, I that when I was 40th, I was, that was when I was working at ESPN with you guys. I went out with a bunch of coworkers. My wife actually helped plan it. It was in Manhattan. We did a big dinner. Um, but like the birthday bash, I haven't done that in a long time. Like, cause I'm, I'm at the point now, like, when you seriously, like, you used to have these parties was to, like, impress chicks. And, like, now there's <laughs> nobody left to impress. So it's like I just, like, hang with my family. And, you know, like, I'll, like, we'll do something with my parents and my sisters. And then actually my wife is setting something up in a week for my birthday. We're going on a friend's boat, like, a few, like, probably six or seven couples. Oh, yeah. Guys that I've known since high school and their wives. And, like, we'll go out in a boat and go grab dinner. So that will be cool. But nothing, nothing crazy. But if I was single, look out. It would be on.
1: Okay, so Danny, what was the better party experience when you were in Tallahassee at Florida State or when you got drafted in New York?
2: I would say it's really tough to judge because they were both awesome. Like, I was really lucky. Like, when I was at Florida State, it was the number one party school in the country, and you literally could go out Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night. Every single night of the week, you could go to some spot, and it was going to be just crazy. Like, it was going to be a lot of people. It was going to be wall-to-wall packed. So that was... That was awesome, but like you didn't have a lot of money. Like I was like everybody else. Like it was kind of a struggle to be in college, and you know, I'd go to the ATM and get twenty bucks. And although we didn't have to pay for many drinks, which was kind of nice, but like everybody's your age, which was awesome. You know, everybody knows who you are, which was awesome. But there was something about New York City. Like it's a whole next level. And it's kind of it had its perks because you're the quarterback of the Giants. But not everybody knows or cares who the quarterback of the Giants is. Like, you go to these parties and there'd be supermodels and people way more famous than you, which was awesome. And I loved it. Um, But it was just a totally different vibe. So I I would say, like, tough to pick one. I would say probably New York just because you were exposed to more – more, like more options, more places to go, like the food yeah. was better, and the your, music was better. probably the theme way was better. Than Eli's too. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. I did go to the Jerry Maguire premiere. I think I told you guys this the story on the on the radio show. My rookie year, the premiere of Jerry Maguire was out. And that was like we got to go to the premiere and then we went to the after party, which was incredible. It was awesome. So Tom Cruise was there. And Renee Zellweger was there. And I kind of had a crush on Renee Zellweger after the movie. Like wow. she played this, you know, she was this cute cutie who had the kids. She like just a very likable role. So I kind of like mildly spit some game at her. And it just fell so flat. Like it could not have been more awkward. And I was like, okay. And I just bailed. Like I just bailed as soon <laughs> as I like it within a minute. No, I kind of tried. Like I was trying to hope that like, she would have found out. <laughs> And even then she did and I don't think she, she was more like the actress like artsy type and it just it just like was really an embarrassing, awkward moment for me in my dating life where I tried to spit game and it just it was like bounced off a brick wall. Just no response whatsoever. It might have worked so. if you were wearing a turtleneck. True. <laughs> no, this was pre turtleneck days, Michelle. This was when I was this was when I was probably rocking like the collarless shirt, you know those ones that like the cow I don't even know what you call them. Like, they were trendy at the time. They kind of made a comeback like a year or two ago. You know, like the no-collar shirt with the single button? You know what I'm talking about? No. Like, they're really weird. To, yeah, those, I, I'll show you guys a picture sometime. They were very <laughs> cool. Like, Structure was in. Remember oh, the Structure? of course I remember Structure. Yeah. Oh, structure I think you bought them at Structure. structure. <laughs> I, know, I would still right? shop it's at Structure. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I think I would, too. Solid game right there. All right,
0: Danny, so I had two favorite segments that we used to do on Rosillo and Canal, one of them being life advice, and, yeah. you know, you just talked about how you had your life in Tallahassee, and then you moved up to New York for the Giants, and I, I kind of just did the same thing, you know, I was doing my thing up in Boston, lived in New England my whole life, and now I'm here in St. Louis, so I figured I'd throw this life advice question by you. You know, moving somewhere as a single male in your early 20s, you know, what's the
3: best advice you could give me? How does Tom meet an actress?
2: (laughs) How do I spit game (laughs) at Renee Zellweger? (laughs) That's right. I would see. first of all, I think you made the right move. I think way too many people are afraid to make a move like that's a big move for you just to pick up and move to a city i'm assuming like michelle you probably didn't have many other friends besides michelle i'm guessing that no, right? michelle's
0: the only person i know in st louis See,
2: that's awesome <laughs> that is so cool that you did that like you picked up and it was a career move i think it's awesome i think too many people and i would i was guilty this younger in my life like i would have been scared like when i looked at colleges i didn't even look at stanford i was recruited by stanford I didn't want to go because it was far away. I'm like, and then now that I've been back to Stanford, I'm like, that place is insane. Palo Alto, like, I could have been hanging with hedge fund, like dudes right now that are <laughs> billionaires. Not, not, No offense to you guys, but I could be doing their podcast right now. If I had gone to Stanford, I'd be rolling in dough no right thing, now. Yeah. Uh, but I think, like, too many people, like, don't want to move away from their family, and they're too conservative, and they want to play it safe. So I give you, some uh, like, a ton of credit for that. The other thing I would say is try to find something. So I got the perfect angle for you. Three oh, pops. Yes. Give to me. You need to find, because you're a volleyball player, right? Of course. <laughs> oh, geez. Like Division a legendary three. volleyball player. What you need to do is find a volleyball league that you can get involved in. And then you need to pe- meet people outside of your workspace. Cause that's going to be your natural inclination is just hang with Michelle and all the people from your station there in St. Louis, but you need to get a life outside of work And volleyball, find an indoor volleyball league where you can dominate. And then people are going to be like, whoa, who is that guy? He must have played college. And then, like, instantly you're going to have, like, a crew of people outside of work they'll be able to hang out with. So that would be my advice for you.
0: All right, that's good advice. Michelle, do you know of any leagues you can hook me up
1: with? Actually, there's this awesome place in St. Louis. St. Louis is more of a warm-weather city, obviously. (laughs) But once it gets warm, there's this great sand volleyball place that everyone goes and They booze, and they have uh, sand volleyball tournaments.
2: St. Louis seems to me like a big bowling city. Just wow. like a hunt. Yeah. You know I suck if I love it. Brewed, Danny. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> no, but it's kind of true, I bet, right? <laughs> no. Especially this time of year, there's not much to do outside. Go to the alley. No, no, go, no. go to the alley, Danny. <laughs> 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 bowling has come a long way. They got Lucky Strikes now, doesn't it? Has that made it to yeah, St. Those, Louis?
0: No. Th- yeah, those are legit. They have them in Boston. Bowling's you got the back. bars and you got, you got all <laughs> the arcade games. Lucky Strikes are legit. Um, yeah.
1: You know, actually, there's a place here not far from where Tom lives. I think Nellie's a part owner. <laughs> it's a bowling place. <laughs>
2: Then you know yeah, it's cool. It. If Nelly's a part owner, then it must be popping. I'm in. Yeah. Bowling and volleyball.
1: That's good yeah. advice, Danny. All right, well, speaking of Poppin', we know that you love clothes, okay? You are you were always the clothes horse of our Rosillo and Canel squad. So what we want to do right now is we're going to throw some names at you of different dudes, and you're going to grade their drip, okay?
2: Okay, you got it.
1: First person, Ryan Rossillo.
2: Hmm. <laughs> You know, Ryan tries really hard. He tries. He pushes the envelope. We bless actually, his heart, he
3: tries. Oh, bless no, him. no,
2: he does. I think sometimes I like what he does because I think he takes risks. Like, we went to the – we actually went shopping together a couple times. We never, I don't even know if it ever made it to air. Like, when we were in San Francisco for the Super Bowl. We went – I think it was like Neiman Marcus or something, and we were rolling around. We we're trying on clothes, and the dudes totally thought we were together. Like they thought we were <laughs> totally gay because we're out there, like, oh, this this shirt's awesome. We should get this one. I'm looking for deals. And it was pretty embarrassing when you think about it. But they're like, he's taking some big swings. Like I give him credit. Like the derby party that Sarah Walsh had, like he rocked some pink pants. And he had like an he aggressive did. look, which I thought was good. Like I think it. I think his aggressive nature works for him. There have been other times where I think, like he rocked the uh, the blazer with the flower print on it, where I would say maybe it was a risk that wasn't worth it that <laughs> he would go out that spot. But he also, <laughs> but they always and like he wore the one. To, I think it was Sarah's wedding. I think the one like crazy uh, blazer that he wore that one time. That it was actually him and S C P that he wore on the show a couple times too. Like they're conversation pieces, and him as a single dude, like that's a great angle. Like who cares how you look? Sparks conversation, then you're already ahead of the game. He gets really so excited about stuff solid. like that, too. i say he's solid. No, he's going to be pissed when he listens to this back. <laughs> he will for not sure. listen
1: to this. You're safe. <laughs> that's that's, yeah,
2: that's so actually safe. true. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now,
0: I know that this is probably going to be stereotypical, but I- I'd like you to give your ranking for Brady.
2: Uh, For Tom Brady or my daughter Oh, that's Brady. a good point. Not your daughter? <laughs> wow. All right, not my daughter. I think Tom Brady is a boss. I, mean, I love the way he dresses. He has rocked the turtleneck several times. But here's what's unfair is I think Brady – wears whatever Giselle's stylist tells him to wear. Like he'll wear whatever oh, wow. the stylist that tells is him to wear. That is cheating. Like it's not fair because he's getting everything free. It's all high-end stuff. And I think he just, he does have a pretty solid look about him. Like he always looks pretty well made up and it's always a pretty solid look. Like it always is. It's pretty classic. He never really pushes the envelope too far. And I think like if you said Canel you can dress like anybody, I probably would pick Brady. Which is kind of sad, but it's true. Right, would about... you guys, does anybody have a problem with his style? Like, do you guys think I'm not? No, nuts? no, he's great. I'm off baseball. on
3: this? Dude, you guys are similar, I think. Yeah. I would say. I think you, you know, He. maybe he models his style after you. Maybe Giselle models Clearly. Tom Brady's style after your style. No, he's I think taking it's a good notes.
2: call. He's taking notes, or his stylist is taking notes of what I'm throwing down, for sure. When I see him wear
0: <laughs> the turtlenecks, I immediately think of you.
2: Like, right. When I think should. turtlenecks, Absolutely. I think Danny cannell Right. And then, like, I, I, I know we talked about this a lot. But if you noticed, after I wore it first time on ESPN, on, on the college football Saturday in December, all of a sudden, all the NBA dudes started wearing them. LeBron started wearing them. Carmelo started wearing them. All this, 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 GQ put out articles saying the total neck is back, and I was the first one, to, first one to do it. So a trendsetter for sure. Now I'm still wearing it. I'm like, is this kind of getting old? Like I think it's probably moved on from now.
3: All right, we're rating dudes drips right now. So uh, the next one, I want to, I want to tell you. So
2: so far, we got Brady first, and then Russillo. He's a distant second, uh,
3: clearly, clearly.
2: <laughs> Just to be um, clear, I want to make sure we rank them properly. Okay, we're, we're
3: we're gonna change it up a little bit. Travis Scott.
2: So Travis Scott, he's the dude that was seen rapping on a street corner, right? Like five years ago. Am I right on that? <laughs>
3: I, I mean, you guys
2: I, gotta forget. That's the origin story, I would
3: imagine, of a lot of rappers.
2: <laughs> no, but like there was just a video like two months ago that oh. had him rapping on a street corner, and they're like, "Look how far he's come." So he's mostly a jeans dude, right? Like jeans and jean jacket. I'm trying to think of what Travis Scott is rocking these days. <laughs> You guys put no, it on his butt because I don't want to fake it. Like, I don't, I'm gonna tell you if I know what he's I'm wearing. I'm surprised. Know what
3: he's wearing. I'm surprised.
1: We love that, Danny, about you. Um, no, you know, Travis <laughs> Scott, he's a rapper, he's Kylie Jenner's baby daddy.
2: <laughs> okay, so now that makes sense. But I'm trying to think of what he's rocking. Like, what's oversized he wearing? What's hoodies? Yeah,
1: a lot of tees bad
2: hats. Jeans. Does he have a he might have a deal? See, last thing thing, the rap game. A lot of these dudes are getting deals. Like, Kanye started with Adidas, somebody else. Uh, Farrell's Pharrell, got Adidas too. I actually have some of his shoes now. Oh, Somebody wow. just got signed wow. by Puma. Like a lot of these rappers are actually, they're getting bigger shoe deals than some of the basketball players. is pretty nuts. So I'm trying to think. Travis Scott, I'll go, um, I'll put him behind Tom Brady, but ahead of Ryan Rosillo. Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's that? disrespectful.
1: Okay.
0: Right.
2: Good.
1: Danny, <laughs> next one on the list and tread lightly here. What about the drip of Sean
2: McVay? Um, He's pretty solid. Well, you're, you're, wait, you're, are you a McVay hater? You're a hater, right? He well, well, we'll just, is it no, there? no, no,
1: no, no. We'll just see what you
2: say here and then we'll give our assessment. Last night was a tough one. No, night. I think, I think he actually puts it together pretty nice. From the times I've seen him, I think he always is pretty conservative, but I think he has like form fitting stuff. Like, so I think for a football coach in the NFL, I think he's way ahead of the game. Like, especially if you talked about the game the other night on Monday Night Football, like looking across the sideline at Andy Reid, like his stuff is form fitting. It fits good. I think he usually rocks like a conservative suit, like good colors. I would say Sean McVay might be one of the best-dressed coaches in the NFL. How's that?
1: Uh, yeah, if you like the look of someone who looks like a preteen boy bander going to their confirmation.
3: <laughs> well, it's you got to remember, haircut, Michelle, though, right? he's
2: only 32 years old. He's young. He's still He's not that far removed from his
3: teen years. The he ha- never stopped wearing Abercrombie. Why is he yeah, such a hater? On. No, the hair, Danny. I
1: can't Danny. believe you such a hater. The hair. The he, hair- just, he looks like he's the, the long-lost Backstreet Boy.
2: mm he does. His beard is a little bit too close. Like, it's too perfect. The hair is a little too perfect. I would go with that. But you asked me about attire. You didn't ask me about his whole look. It's the
1: whole look, Danny. It's the whole thing.
2: Yeah, but he doesn't go that far over the edge with the boy band look. Like, he's not wearing parachute pants or anything. <laughs> or cargoes. Like, he still looks all right. Like, when he goes to a game, he's suited up. He does – He's. I think he's with an Instagram model, too. Like, he's yeah. got the whole cliché thing going. Yeah, yeah his, his uh, girlfriend, girlfriend
0: and or wife is very hot.
2: Yeah. You know, I met him at the Super Bowl a few years ago before – it was literally, it was, you know, it was, uh, your boy, Les Snead, Michelle, I'm sure one of your favorites. Uh, he was, I, I know Les Snead because he was on the Falcons when I was on the Falcons. So I knew him for a long time and I ran into him like at, at a line to go into a Super Bowl party. And he had like five or six people with him. And I said, Hey, Les, how are you doing? And he, and he turned around. He's like, Hey, Danny's like, have you met our new coach? And so this is before Sean McVay was Sean McVay. And so I went up to this dude, and I was like, hey, coach, how are you doing? And it wasn't McVay. It was, like, a different dude. And McVay was right next to him. And I was like, oh, it was one of the most awkward moments I've ever been a part of. Like, I, it was really weird. But, like, McVay, nobody knew who he was. And he, he looked even younger in person. Like, he looked like – I was like, this kid's, like, a uh, uh, offensive quality control guy. Nope, it was, it was Sean McVay. He was sitting right there. You thought he was and the get-back I looked get like an coach. idiot once again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, I did.
3: All right, so it, it, final order is what uh, of the four?
2: Yeah, rank them. I'll so, go Tom Brady, clearly the GOAT yeah. in a lot of senses, uh, every sense of the word. I'll go Travis Scott second, just because <laughs> I know he's got, probably got to be cool nowadays. And I'll go with. I'll give oh, Russell oh no. the slight edge over yes. yes. Sonic's <laughs> because <laughs> I would be in big trouble if that word ever got back to him. <laughs> All right. Speak- so I'll give him the slight edge.
3: Speaking of swag, I have this theory about you. Um, mm hmm. Because you're a big UCF guy, like you, outside of being the anti-Bama guy, you're the guy who thinks UCF should be in the playoff and UCF should get more credit, like nationally. And right. I think, and I know you, Dan. Like I know you well, and I know that you like. Sw- I know you like swag, and I know you like being included in all these things, t-shirts and whatnot. What? Yeah. What percentage of the reason that you talk up UCF is because they send you free stuff? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> they only sent me one round of gear, which oh. I'm kind of upset about. Like, I got to talk to their athletic director, oh, although man. he did send me, like, 20 you stop talking shirts. Up. <laughs> I know, right? He sent me, like, 20 shirts. So, it was last year I was in, what was it, Atlanta? I was in Atlanta for the championship game. I was covering it for serious. He had just won. So, there was, like, that week dead period. And I literally, I was, I was DMing with Danny White, the athletic director. I was like, you've got to get me some gear because I'm here in Atlanta. Like, I'll be seen by a lot of national outlets. I'm like, you got to get me some gear. So he sent me a box full of national championship, like, long sleeve dry fit, which are sweet. Like, I still have them. He sent me a couple short sleeve, no, like, hoodies. I was kind of bummed I didn't get a hoodie. But he sent me a bunch of gear. So I was actually handing a lot of it out here in Atlanta. And then the best part was that I was at the championship game. Bama was playing Georgia. And guess who I ran into? Scott Frost. And I was wearing the shirt, the UCF National Champ shirt, because, of course, I wore that at the Bama-Georgia nice. National Championship game. I wore it there, but ran that's in. I have you. a great photo with Scott Frost, and uh, he loved it. He was like, oh, that's awesome. Although, he was already dripping in his uh, Nebraska gear already. <laughs> yeah, was say, he'd he was going to say, he t-shirt UCF. underneath there. <laughs> yeah, he'd already bailed on UCF and got off to take his big payday in Nebraska. But it was still pretty cool. But I haven't got that much gear for them. I haven't. I have, like... And you guys remember this. Do you remember, Saruti, you'll remember this, because this might have been before Michelle was even on the show. Do you remember Iowa? Do you remember the Iowa love yeah. that I showed them? Because they were winning. Like, it drives me nuts that people don't get credit for winning. And Iowa that season was 12-0, and and people were like, oh, they don't deserve to be in the playoffs because their resume isn't that good. And that drove me nuts. And again, like, you Iowa fans love me. And then as soon as they got <laughs> beat by Michigan State, I was done with them. I'm like, all right, I don't, that's, my soapbox is done. If they would have won out, though, I would have said put them in the playoffs. Same thing with UCF. Like when they lose, I'll be de- like I'll be done with them. i be like, hey, but let me look for the next school that deserves the respect of winning. Like that's why they play the game. It driving me nuts. You got too serious though. But that's why that's why I backed UCF because they win and they don't get credit for what they do on the field. Yeah, but not enough. Sw- if there was more swag, it'd be a bigger deal. Yeah, then I might then I might really do it. Because apparently not- they have they have some sweet argonaut or no citronauts gear because apparently they're. They have some like throwback gear, and this is what I really need. It's, it's called. They were originally their original mascot when they were founded as a school was the Citronauts, and I actually saw some pretty cool old school T-shirts with Citronauts like a logo what is before that? they were the Knights. So I'm I got to get some like original OG gear, some UCF gear going back in the day. So hopefully they'll send me some of that. Maybe they'll listen to this podcast. They and do get, huge fans for sure, <laughs> definitely. Send Danny swag. <laughs> yeah. So can I ask a question? Because I actually have some observations to make, because I know we're on, But I want to say, so, Rudy, I told you so, because when you and your lady got the dog, Priscilla and I both knew it. We're like, oh, you're we done. Go. You're toast. And you were like, no, no, no. And we told you so. Congrats on the yeah, wedding. that well, okay. didn't Looks mean awesome. that I was
3: never going to marry her. It just didn't mean it, it wasn't in my immediate <laughs> plans.
2: <laughs> no, but we knew it. We knew it before. you knew it or not at the time. Maybe you did. We knew it. We yeah, were right. Uh-huh. So that's what I told you so. Okay, I'll and give then, you that. And then the question I have for Michelle is because I'm trying to figure out like, are you trolling everybody or what is going on with the man situation? Like, what <laughs> oh, is going on? Because I see wow. you traveling all over Europe. I see a couple oh, photos. No. Oh, this I guy. think there's like eight people and they're all paired up equally and you're usually next to one dude. Hey, is that your man or not?
3: Hey, tread lightly here. I got in trouble for this. Uh, so tread lightly. <laughs>
2: Um, no, I'm just asking a question, like, no. since we're bare at all on this pod. No,
1: we are. We, you know, the circle of trust here. No, Danny, that is not my boyfriend. He is my best guy friend from college.
2: Is he straight or is he gay? He is gay. <laughs> okay, so he, for sure, like, you're not joking.
1: No, 100%, he's gay. He okay. likes boys. Okay, cool.
2: Okay, cool. If you didn't, if you would have said he's straight, you know my take on that. Like, there's no way he could be best friend if he wasn't gay so all right so that's good no so I (laughs) because then I believe you then if he was the guy that you were next to I believe you then you guys are not together okay yes but even though he is gay
1: people are very confused when we go out places they're like oh this is just your husband I'm like no we're actually fighting (laughs) over guys like this is what's happening he's my competition when you're in Europe you don't know you're like oh is that guy looking at me or is he looking at you I can't really tell so yeah so
2: how does that work in like a wingman situation is that good or bad
1: uh, it, it really just depends, I like, guess. <laughs> yeah,
2: I guess so. I guess it all depends once you figure out what's going on. But, yeah, no. You figure it out. There is yeah. a little
1: bit of uh, Danny Canell to that situation because I am trolling people at this point because anyone <laughs> anyone who knows me knows that that's my friend and that, you know, we are not dating. But at any time I post any photo with him, I get all of these dudes who I don't know being like, is that your man? What's going on? Is that your guy? Well, yeah,
2: you got to be careful with that because if you do want people to know you're single and then you have all these pictures with him, then you're probably hurting your chances but you don't need help so you're good
1: uh you're good. actually i think i might so maybe i should go delete all those
2: <laughs> maybe i don't know <laughs> i was just saying like sometimes you look on there i thought you were like engaged, ready to get married like Sarudi. i thought it was ready to take that next level so maybe better maybe better bring those pictures down yeah. or at least separate next time you guys are taking photos so you guys look Thank like you. your brother and sister or, something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. or just keep them guessing keep them on their toes
1: uh so do you have anything for freeze pops or can he throw something at you
2: Three spots, bring me something. What do you
0: got? All right, Danny. Well, you mentioned that UCF doesn't get enough credit, and I think there's a segment that you used to do on <laughs> Rosillo Canal that didn't get enough credit, and that's Goat of the Week.
2: Seriously. And, and, <laughs> and,
0: and you know, just, just quickly for the listeners, Goat of the Week is when we would decide who the greatest athlete of all time of that week was. And you would just <laughs> yeah. go and it would be hot takes and we'd get the music going. And I, it was just a good time. And Rosillo would just stand <laughs> just it. sit there and have no idea what was going on. And uh, I, I loved it. So I figure put you on the spot right here. Go to the week style. Give me your go to the week right now.
2: All right. My go to the week right now. I actually have two of them. <laughs> They're the two players that are on the Arkansas Razorbacks that actually got suspended this week for spitting game at the Mississippi State cheerleaders before the game. (laughs) I say kudos to them. They are the go to the week because you got to shoot your shot while you have the chance. I definitely did it. Of course I did it. Why wouldn't you do it? Like, that's the best time to do it. And what is better than going on the road into another school's like stadium and being able to steal some of their girls, <laughs> like that's the best move you can make out there. And they got the digits. You know who's not to go to the week? DJ Williams, the guy who told on him, who used to play at Arkansas, oh, and now he's a broadcaster. He snitched on him. He's the one that told Chad Morris about it that they got oh, their man. digits, which is so lame. I can't imagine being that guy. Like what a loser. He definitely is not to go to the week. But those two dudes are go to the week without question. Um, By the way, Rissolo hated that segment every time. Yeah. And. I guess Michelle actually pointed this out to me that, what is it? Uh, imitation is the greatest form of flattery. Yes, that I sent this to you. Goes? I texted it to you. You did. Like, Greeny was doing something on Get Up. It, they was, were it was like my favorite about...
1: athlete right at this, of all time, right at this moment. I'm like, this is yeah, a straight rip of Go to the, the
2: Week. <laughs> By the way, you know, who else, you know who else copies this on our advice segment? Clay Travis. He does a segment oh, like where he takes course. calls and they ask him all kind of random advice, too. Like, we were trend centers, and we deserve more credit for what we did. No respect. Damn it. I'm demanding (laughs) it right here.
0: (laughs) I think that you should be allowed to bring Go to the Week back on HQ, CBS HQ.
2: Yeah, I've thought thought about it on either there or my Sirius XM show, one or the other. The thing is, like, it's got to be some time. I don't know if my co-host would go for it on uh, Sirius, but maybe I could get it to fly, because I have a younger crew with the— CBS Sports HQ guys for off the bench. Raja would probably look at me the way that Ryan did. <laughs> Which would like, make it great. what are you doing right now? Exactly. That does make it pretty good when the co-host hates the segment. And then the listeners hopefully enjoy it. So, yeah, it's a good, I, I've thought about, but I'm also worried. Because you remember how mad Ryan would get, like, if people knocked off our ideas? Oh, yeah, Monday's headlines today. That was him and Van Pelt. Like, I saw Cowher doing that one, too, yeah. recently. But do you remember how mad Ryan would get yes. if people knocked off our stuff? That's why I'm kind of scared. Like, I don't want to go on another show and do something. Or he'll be pissed at me, so I don't want to do that. <laughs> but so I've got to come know, up with a yours, man. Yeah. It's, it's your idea, man. I know, but it was ours. It was on our show, so mm. I didn't want to knock it off. There's a statute of limitations on 50-50. it. Maybe his time is running its course. Somebody yeah. tells
1: yeah. me he won't mind if you take Go to the
2: Weekend. <laughs> <laughs> you should just tweet something thinking face emojis right at Greeny. Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) All right, Danny. Well, this was so fun. I know that you have some stuff to get to, so we won't take up any more of your time. But thank you so much for joining us. We miss you. We're so happy to see all of your success. And happy early birthday
2: yes thank you and anytime you guys are in south florida look me up it's great catching up seriously anytime open invite you guys can stay at the house love to catch up with you guys i know it's gonna be cold up there in st louis and in bristol so come down to florida and visit
1: cool see you next you. week
0: hell yeah
2: all right <laughs> yeah, Tom will beat
0: him. dude come to Bring the loo here. <laughs> what are you doing right, free,
2: spots. free spots we'll get some beach volleyball going we'll hell gonna yeah i'll
0: go shirts and skins <laughs> with you danny let's go uh, there we go we'll get the spray on
2: the abs going exactly let's do it <laughs> all right good talking to you guys thanks danny Sorry, talk danny. to you later all right have a great one all see
1: right. you bye thanks again to dk awesome talking to danny canal we'll have to do that again sometime soon and saruti had to bounce he's got a lot of stuff to do you know we kept him late we were we're actually recording this late at night he had to do stuff with the will kane show so he's not going to stick around for the call to action but tom how about dk just firing the questions out at everybody dude
0: that was so awesome i I had like pretty high expectations for <laughs> Danny just cuz he's the man and he far exceeded them. That was fantastic. And uh, honestly uh, Ryan has a lot to live up to if he ever comes on this podcast.
1: If we can if we can get him he's right. like the white whale. He's he's can elusive, we lock it down? but
0: I mean that might intimidate him to never come on for how good Danny just was. Danny's the best. Wait. That was awesome talking to him. That's the first time I've talked to him in 2 years.
1: Yeah, I had talked to him a little bit uh, last winter, actually, when I was leaving to come here because he was starting his new gigs and, you know, we were just exchanging notes and, you know, supporting each other. We've texted here and there, but haven't talked to me either. But you know what that did? That was so fun. That really made me miss our crew. Oh,
0: my God, it really did. And and I was just thinking, like, that felt like zero time has passed since whatever spring of 2017 or whatever it was.
1: Gosh, was it then?
0: Yeah, which doesn't seem like that far away calendar-wise, but... Think about how much has changed in both of our lives in that short period of time.
1: Yeah, and his, in Sar- his, Saruti's now a married Saruti's man. Saruti's
0: married. I moved across the country. Danny moved across the country. You moved across Ryan the country. Moved country. Across Ryan, across moved. The- <laughs> we were It's just. It. It's so weird how how life works, man. Weird. I
1: know. Well, we enjoyed talking to Danny. If you enjoyed it as well, you know what you need to do. Head to Apple Podcasts, subscribe to Small Talk, rate it, preferably five stars, and leave a review like this guy, TF Ulrich, who says Cool Whip is better than Whipped Cream. Five stars. Review, I've always preferred Cool Whip to whipped cream, but figured that was probably not an opinion shared by anyone else. Been a regular listener for about six months, and Michelle's take is just one more reason why Small Talk is my favorite pod out there. Stand strong, Michelle. Any sane person knows you can't have pie without Cool Whip. Thank you, T.F. Ulrich. You're my people.
0: So when Michelle and I uh, went out with her friends uh, this past weekend, she brought that question to the table, and they all agreed with her on the Cool Whip thing. And I don't know if it was a conspiracy thing. No, we had not Ahead discussed of time. It. I just found it kinda weird. It was a table of like eight people, all grown normal adults seemingly, and they all picked Cool Whip over whipped cream. So I don't I don't know. I don't know what
1: that is. Uh I think it's time that you look at yourself in the mirror and say, why am I the outlier in this situation?
0: I'm not wrong here.
1: All of our Small Talk listeners out there, have a very happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy your pumpkin pie with Cool Whip. Enjoy your super bland turkey that is a vessel for your sides. And happy early birthday to DK and happy birthday to Sir Rudy as well. You know, Steve forgot his own birthday, but we won't forget it here because that's how we do. Anyway, we will be back in action next week. And until then, good night, Boston.
0: Thanks for listening to Small Talk. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or the Podcast One app.